everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to this episode of Resolution, a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. My name is Rekha Rangachari. I'm the executive director of the New York International Arbitration Center and also one of a handful of interlocutors and hosts interviewing colleagues and friends about cutting edge issues in our practice. Today's episode focuses in on immediation. It was founded in 2017 by Melbourne barrister Laura Kiley, and we're now five years out. I am delighted to be sitting down with Andrew Hutchinson. He is Chief Revenue Officer at Immediation. And by way of background, Andrew drives innovation in the delivery of service through the use of technology. He does a lot there, and we're going to unpack his role at Immediation in due course. But with that, let me welcome him. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. Reka, good morning. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, so let's start out with basics for our listeners. Can you share briefly Immediation's history in a few sentences and what brought you to Immediation? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, the company was founded in 2017 uh, um, by Laura Keeley. And she had observed in the marketplace, so her background, she was an M&A lawyer turned barrister, which, um, you know, for for those who don't know, in the Commonwealth countries to um, be before a judge, you have to be a barrister. Um, and in that role, she observed disputes going through courts that were taking a lot of time, costing a lot of money, and ultimately not giving people a great outcome. And so she set about seeing if there was an alternative, if leveraging technology might be a way um, of driving better outcomes and, and reducing some of those costs. Um, the platform has developed wildly over the last um, five years. Um, and we now um, are an end-to-end -end platform for dispute resolution. So whether you are a law firm, whether you're a dispute resolution center, um, whether you are a court, we have a platform that is designed to manage alternative dispute resolutions, so whether that be arbitration, mediations and others. Um, everything from gathering the information about the case all the way through to being able to complete the hearings for those cases um, online. Thanks so much, Andrew. Fantastic. A one-stop shop is often what our listeners are looking for and to find out more of. I'm curious from your vantage point, what you think has changed and in coming into, you've been in the space for a long time, but coming into mediation and evaluating mediation, looking both to the US and then the global landscape, sort of what, what are we seeing in terms of change, even in terms of client demands as mediation is evolving its mm -hmm. services? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. So I've been in legal technology now for two decades, um, working across, you know, law firms, courts, government institutions, corporations. Um, and I think over that time, um, certainly on this side of the fence, um, that there has always been an observation that, that there is more that can be done with technology. Um, and I don't say that to say, you know, lawyers should be replaced with technology. That's not absolutely not the case at all. But when I talk to to, to clients and, and potential clients, um, I'm always talking about the opportunity to apply more focus to the areas of importance. So, you know, when we think about, um, you know, dispute resolution specifically, how do we get to the crux of the case as quickly as possible? How do we focus our efforts, our review, our time on the things that really matter to ultimately get to um, to get to a better outcome? And I think, 
you know, what I've seen over my time in the industry is that there have been changes and things have moved slowly and, and technology has been adopted. Um, but of course, the pandemic was a big driver for, for change. Um, and I think that is dri that driver was both on the client side. So, you know, the corporations, the cells, the individuals um, who were involved in disputes, they saw an opportunity to do things better, to have more time, to reduce their costs um, in, uh, you know, in the way that they were getting um, disputes resolved. And so, you know, I think there is a greater appetite to use technology now. I think people have seen the benefits, particularly in the context of dispute resolution. Um, but I would say that old habits die hard, right? There is, um, you know, I talk to lots of um, lots of uh, lawyers who say, yeah, but I want to be in the room. I want to see the other side. I want to be there in person. Um, and so I think there is some history that draws us back and draws us away from technology a little bit. Um, but in spite of that, I think there's a real opportunity. And we're really seeing this to uh, to do things in a hybrid manner. So how do we take the best of the old world and the best of this new digital world that we found um, to move things forwards in the context of, of how we resolve disputes? I want to stick with this digitization. You know, temporally, it's interesting. Uncetral's working group two is running in parallel as we speak. And, um, and so the big focus is dispute resolution in the digital economy. Um, and so to that notion of things, you know, what does that mean um, for the folks at mediation and the conversations you're having? The truth is pandemic was a great crystallizer of trying to be effective with technology. And to, to marry that with that notion you said of, I want to be in the room, I want to see the person. How do we ensure people don't go backwards now that we're slowly rising <laughs> out of pandemic and stay at present and into the future. <laughs> to you, Andrew, please. Curious to hear from you. It's it's a great question. And you talk about uh, digitalization. Um, and what's interesting is, is I think, you know, I'm starting to see it. Uh, I'm starting to see digitalization earlier in the process. And what I mean by that is, you know, before we get to a dispute. Right. So what do I, what I mean by that? So I was talking to an organization in France um, and it's a young lady who's setting up a, um, a, a startup company designed to support contract contractors um, in what's referred to as the Web 3.0 environment. So within Web 3.0, a lot of people are doing work um, as contractors. Um, however, the institutions in that space are not always very good at, at paying the contractors. Um, and so one of the things that she's doing is she's building a digitalized platform that allows people to contract digitally. So using things like blockchain, defining what are the, um, the deliverables of the engagement, taking the funds, putting them, um, you know, in the blockchain um, and then going through that process. So when the contractor finishes their work, the technology is designed to say, OK, have these things been delivered? Yes, they have. The funds are then released. Now, there's always going to be contention. Well, not always, but 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 sometimes there will be contention over whether the deliverables were achieved or not. And so in that scenario, we're talking about as a mediation, how do we then bleed in from from that platform into resolving the dispute? Right. Um, and so I think, 
It's interesting to see how technology is being used earlier in the process. So as we're contracting, as we're starting to build relationships with people, um, which is going to be helpful, right, in reducing disputes more, more generally. But when we then get into the disputes, you know, I think we're seeing um, uh, we're seeing a lot more organizations come to us and say, we recognize we need a more formalized approach to dispute resolution. We recognize that um, technology can support us in that. So, for example, you know, we're talking to another corporation where they have disputes that can, can range from, you know, $100 up to, you know, $1,500. And they wanted a technological platform to just to to help support dispute resolution so the idea of e-negotiation for example in that situation so you know we're seeing this idea of let's use technology to streamline the process let's use the technology to try and resolve some of the issues early if we can so e-negotiation as an example um, but then once we get into a mediation, for example, uh, or get into an arbitration, how can we use technology to drive efficiency in the collaboration, efficiency in, um, you know, getting to a resolution through virtual hearings and that kind of stuff? You know, you've used a lot of words that I'm nodding my head to, Andrew, you know, blockchain, smart contracts, cryptocurrency, all allied with efficiency, right? These are words that we're trying to really yep. tease apart um, in contemporary times and we don't always know how it plays out in dispute resolution will it be really a different landscape um, how do you diminish contentiousness uh, nay amicable dispute resolution right we are here with the dispute resolution section but i'm curious you know as you go about building knowledge how how do you train effectively it's this notion right of having the diction to know what to ask and how to ask it and build a common sphere of knowledge how do you find its most effective to teach and train those in the space, not only on the platform of mediation that's end to end, but in general, so there's confidence and not distrust. It's it's an interesting it's a it's a really interesting question. How how do you keep abreast of of fast moving technology? Um, and it's interesting. So I was talking to this organization in France, um, and the. The, the person I was talking to was talking about web web 3.0 and I sort of knew what it was um and I'm a technologist right so I'm involved in this stuff all the time and but but even I had to go and look it up and say well what sits in the bounds of of web 3.0 and as as you've rightly hi highlighted you know it it is crypto and blockchain and you know all those kind of things and I think it is a challenge, right? It's a challenge for people to keep up with um, with all the technology that um, that is starting to develop. Um, you know, I'm sure you've seen yourself on LinkedIn the huge amounts of chatter around things like uh, Chat GBT, for example, which is a fast growing technology that just seems to be pervasive at this moment in time. Um, and I think for the audience, you know, how do you keep on top of all of those things? I think is a is a, is a, a it's a, it is a challenge, um, and I don't know that I have a great answer to it. But um, other than you know, we have to we have to keep on top of it because it's moving so quickly. Um, and if we don't, we could get you know we could easily get left behind. Um, you know, as as people in the uh, in the economy, you know, and I think as it relates to immediation, then in, in the idea of of digitalization. 
I think one of the things that we're finding is that, um, you know, that people are naturally being drawn to to what it is that we do, right? I, I think we're we're in a fortunate position that we're relatively unique in in what we do. We have a very specific focus into dispute resolution. And even more than that, whilst whilst we do a lot of work in arbitration, increasingly we're finding even more work in mediation, right? Which, as you will appreciate, really lends itself to to technology because, um, you know, the idea of mediation is bringing people together, and so the premise that I need to be in the room and I need to stare down the opposition and and be watching for you know, the reactions to the questions and the evidence and, and, and those kind of things, it isn't as present, right? So I think, you know, when I think about technology, actually what we're doing and mediation is this really nice blend. Um, and so, you know, we're talking to courts, we're talking to for-profit organizations that are looking to move to mediation. Um, and we're even starting to talk to mainstream inst institutions who are looking to say, well, we want a mediation first approach to dispute resolution in our community. And how can we support that with um, with, with technology? Th does that answer the question? Yeah. And I think also you've done a nice amalgam of the stakeholders you're speaking to. So it's not one in singularity, but rather this nice tapestry of those that exist in our space that are driving evolution, technology, and the like. And I have to thank you. I wrote on my notepad, Web 3.0, chat GBT, find out more. So um, this is all this is all part of allying us to do, do better in this space. So I'm curious, from what you've seen, talking to all of these stakeholders, having important, frankly, candid conversations um, about how we do it better, what trends, if any, do you forecast, let's say, in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, it's interesting. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a real, and I'm sure, you know, other people who are listening to this are seeing this too. There is a real rise in mediation, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's for a variety of reasons, right? So uh, if you look at, um, I believe it was WIPO, um, who they actually track the level of alternative dispute resolution that goes through their um, ADR um, department, um, so a service that they offer to their community. And if you look at the statistics that they have been capturing, um, I'm sure no surprise that in 2021, there was a massive spike um, in organizations seeking for alternative dispute resolution um, mechanisms, right? Um, and, and, you know, that's a function of, of core backlogs and trying to, in, in that scenario where you're talking about IP, you want to get on top of the problem very quickly, right? Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I definitely see is a, a significant increase in mediation, uh, both in um, sort of, you know, government centric um, organizations, but also in the in the for profit space. So I'm talking to a number of startup organizations who've seen an opportunity to um, to move into mediation um, and provide that as an as a service. And what's interesting is that the organizations that I've talked talking to have varying approaches to how they're trying to address the problem. So, um, you know, one of the, the things that I'm seeing is this adoption of mediators who come with very different experience. So I'm talking to an organization at the moment and, and their whole 
um, unique selling point, if you like, is that rather than taking mediators out of the legal community, they're actually looking for mediators who have corporate experience. So they're taking retired COOs, CEOs, CFOs, who have a really deep understanding of business uh, and maybe better able to uh, to bring commercial parties together um, to resolution. Um, and so I think that's going to be a continuing trend because I think, you know, particularly as we go into a potential recession, you don't want to be spending a lot of time and money dealing with disputes. You want to get the disputes resolved as quickly as possible so you can get on with navigating your company through the choppy waters um, of a, a, a potential global recession. Now, how long will the global recession last? Nobody knows. But again, it's another changing point, I think. So coming post-pandemic, we've started to embrace technology. We've started to resolve disputes in different ways. And now there's this opportunity, I think, to cement some of the things um, that we have learned because of the cost pressures that, that are going to come on organizations. Sure. You know, two points here. This request for C-suite professionals, we see it in arbitration, in arbitration clauses. As people look to scope professionals wanting to be specific, wanting to have a bespoke clause. That's why they're in arbitration. So it's it's interesting to hear that that's also coming into the mediation space, that that experience is of value. Um, and second point, you know, startups can certainly include tech companies, but it's not limited to that. And we're certainly seeing an increase in ADR um, of disputes pertaining to this subject matter. And so it will be interesting to see how we learn better from the increase of industry perspectives as we go forward. Um, so thanks for that. I'm going to end on a personal note, Andrew. It's really great to sit down with a numbers guy. You're driving revenue at mediation. And I have to ask, what drives someone like you with your background in finance and doc management and business to join the mediation team or more generally to join a group in the ADR space doing the work that they do? Well, it's it's a great it's a great question. Um, so most of my most of my time in legal technology has has been spent in um, what I would refer to as sort of back office technologies, if you like. So the systems that are there to run the operations of whether it be a law firm, whether it be you know a government department, but but always um, focused on the administrative elements. And so this was really my first soiree shall we say into um, what I would refer to as the practice of law so technologies to really support the delivery of law but it's always been something that's been fascinating to me because you know I see a lot of time being uh, being burnt um, on the administrative side um, and I remember a couple of years ago there was um, a, a press release from Baker and Hosteller and they talked about buying IBM Watson and I remember at the time people were saying, oh, my goodness, you're, you're trying to, you know, create robotic lawyers and, and, and get rid of the lawyers. Um, and I think it was the CIO at the time came out and said, well, actually, that's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is allow our lawyers to focus on the stuff that really matters. So how do we get them to the subset of case law that they should really be focused on for any particular case? And that was ultimately why. Um, they went and bought IBM Watson. Um, and I have always I have always felt that way, that 
Um, you know, lawyers have a very special skill. I couldn't be a lawyer. Um, I have no interest in reading that much content in my life, um, let alone in a day. Um, um, and so, you know, how do we harness that skill to the to to the best of our ability? How do we help lawyers, the community, drive better outcomes? Um, and so, you know, I think one of the things that I loved about a mediation was it brought together that blend of how do we use technology to ultimately provide a better experience for the lawyers, enable them to drive better outcomes um, for the clients. Um, and again, that sort of altruistic piece that that is, if we get this right, if a mediation really starts to move the needle in terms of how we use technology for dispute resolution, we're gonna make the lives of the end clients whether that's the corporations, whether that's the people on the street, ultimately we can have an impact on them getting their their disputes resolved, feeling better about you know the process that they've gone through. Sure. Well, in truth, effective practices always distill down from the very large to the very small end user. Absolutely. So, you know, Andrew, cheers to continued soirees and the practice of law focusing on the things that really matter and driving better outcomes in law and beyond through technology. It has really been a pleasure to sit down with you to learn more about immediation and your practice specifically at immediation and to keep thinking about what's to come. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the conversation. And to our audience, please do tune in to our future podcast. But with that, we bid you a good day and farewell. Next Level Mediation Software is a mediator's best tool for advancing their online dispute resolution practice. It takes into account the psychological attitudes of the disputing parties and helps mediators find the key priorities to negotiate. Based on decision science and an easy-to-use interface, the Next Level Mediation platform can handle the most complex disputes. Register today at nextlevelmediation.com for your complimentary 30-day trial of the subscription service and enter the code A-B-A-Discount20 for a 20% discount.